Hey there, leader. Today, today is December 25th, and today is Merry Christmas! Christmas. (laughs) And today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about making the transition from individual contributor to leader. Nobody wants to play with a Charlie in the box. (laughs) How to plan it. How to navigate it. And how to win at it. So in this day in history... It's a hard one. A hard one. I had to really, really, really research. Um, But this was a good one, and I, I I think it works. On Christmas Day, 1915, the uh, World War I, all across the European front, troops, German troops began to emerge from their trenches, calling out Merry Christmas in the Allies' native tongue, whether it's French or, or whatever. And the soldiers got out, started singing carols, sharing gifts, cigarettes, plum pudding, which I've never had, but yeah. I'm sure it was a delicacy back that in the early 90s. That could make people start fighting again, I think. <laughs> right? Yeah. You bring that stuff over here. <laughs> and even playing soccer. Um, but it's really interesting that, what's the word I'm looking for? Foes. Yeah. Dedicated foes. I can't think of the word for it. Yeah. Um, would come together and find a way forward. And I think... That dovetails nicely for somebody who's been an individual contributor moving to a leader has to find a way forward. Yep. There's got to be that awkward moment where you decide or your management team decides you're ready for this. Yep. So as we always do, Randy, and I see you getting ahead of me, let's go ahead and frame the frame the question. Which is? Well, I'll, I'll start with the first question. Uh, let's, let's war game it a little bit. I'm an individual contributor. Yeah. And there is a leadership opportunity up there ahead of me. Should I go for it? Well, do you want to be a leader? That's the first question you ask yourself. Is is that something you want to do? Some people do. Some people have leadership thrust upon them. Their leadership comes to them and says, "You make it sound dirty." <laughs> do do we? Hey, we want you to go do this. Uh, it's an uncomfortable stretch assignment. I think some of the more uncomfortable but most rewarding things come from stretch assignments where people come to you and say, we want you to do this. We need you to do this. Will you step into it? Um, so you could be asked to do it or you could see the opening and want to apply for it. The big thing is having the desire to do it or making sure that you check your motive for it that is an indeed to step into that role because that is a role uh, that's unique to every team. There's one leader, and uh, there are burdens. There's a mantle, if yeah. you will, of leadership that comes along with it. You know, I got some. I got some good advice from somebody, and we'll call him Mike, and he may or may not be my brother. Um, and I asked him because he had done something very similar. My brother is a is a writer. He's a very good writer, mm-hmm. um, and he sort of early in his career didn't. He got tagged as potential leadership. We think this guy's. That Desmond, he's got, I like the cut of his jib. Right? Right. I don't know why they say He's going places. Talk like they're from the 19th he's... century, but they do. <laughs> and he said, no, people are awful. I don't want to do that. Mm. And, and he might admit or may not, and I got to assume part of it was fear. I don't know that. I know writing. Mm-hmm. Right? I know how to do this. His advice, and I asked him if you could you know, go back and tell you know, past Mike anything about this, what would you tell him? And he said, I would tell you to take the job. Take the leadership position because you can always go back to digging ditches if you decide you don't like it. Mm. But those leadership opportunities are pretty finite, right? And if that first one comes and you turn it down, you might not get another one for a long time. Yeah, there's a, that brass ring of opportunity, right? It comes around, one, when you're, you're ready for a position, but then the opportunity has to come around for that position. And opportunity doesn't come around very often. 
Uh, so you need to capitalize on it. And you and I talked about this before we started recording. And some of you have heard us in previous podcasts, but there is that, I always think of it as like a speedometer or a dial or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, of impact influence. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I like to use ditch digger because mm-hmm. the world needs ditch diggers too, Danny. Um, you are the best ditch digger there is. You can move the most dirt, you know, big the or the most precise and most straight ditch there is. You should have seen the holes I dug in. Yeah, they absolutely were lovely. Yeah. You know, fields every time you open your mouth, this country gets weaker. <laughs> yeah, that's Thank right. you, Dave Barbuto, that's for that right, quote. That's right. Um, <laughs> it, and you change from digging that trench to not just telling other people to dig the trench, but going even one step higher to maybe finding better tools to dig trenches or looking in the horizon and saying, we need to go two degrees to the left or you're going to hit solid bedrock. Mm-hmm. And it is such a shift in mindset. And as humans, we go with what we know. Yeah. So I get promoted and this happened to me. I was really good at writing Excel macros in Excel 2.0, which Ooh. we later upgraded to three. Try not right. to be impressed. That's the one that had the flight simulator <laughs> built into it. That you yes. had. It's, the, it's a real story. It is a real it story. Really did. It was yeah. a hell of an Easter egg. <laughs> Played many hours. Anyways, um, I was good at it. And they promoted me to be the person who ran this little department that did all sorts of data stuff. I was just good at writing macros. And it was awful. I mean, I had a team of single moms that they saw this wet-behind-the-ears 22-year-old, 23-year-old kid who had no idea what he was doing. And it was awful. It Probably the more terrifying than dealing with the board or your C level people. <laughs> yes, your it was. Yeah. Oh, I'll take a board of directors over five single moms staring at me, <laughs> glaring at me. But I'll tell you what: I, when I would didn't know what to do, I'd bury myself and dig in the trench, yeah. right? The next macro, getting something to work better, and I would make myself busy and feel valuable that way. And that's a trap as a as a new leader. It is. And the, the difference, we, and I think we, we had a podcast that talked about Im, impact and influence. You're, you're a person of impact when you're an individual contributor, when no one else can unclog this drain, when no one else can, can find out you know, the root cause for this outage, right? That's, that's impact. Influence is where you are managing the people that are doing that. You're no longer doing the work. And that can be, you, have, you lose your sense of identity because you were the impact player. Right. You were the person that everybody called on, and now it's your people. And that you're not getting the accolades. On. You're right. not getting the calls. You know, you're making the decisions on to hire somebody who could do what you used to do. Right, it's awful. Well, and it goes from from getting the attention to giving the attention. Right, that is the major pitfall that a lot of individual contributors get, which is. As an individual contributor, you get attention and you get rewards and you get accolades. Mm-hmm. As a leader, you give all those. Right, right. right? And, and, and you take all the crap. Take, take all the blame. <laughs> There's a, and I want to bring this up because I've sent this to a couple of people that I mentor in the past. If any of you have ever watched Band of Brothers, there's a great scene when uh, Winters has been promoted up to, I can't remember, assistant battalion commander or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was a major. And I yeah. think they were assaulting Foy. Yep. And they're... Part of his, one of his old company is cut, you know, is pinned down in a field and he's screaming his head off for the lieutenant to get the guys moving. And he starts to run out there himself to take command of that tiny little platoon in relation to a huge battalion. And the battalion commander just loses his mind. Yeah. Winners, get back here. You are battalion commander. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. 
goes back and he does exactly what a good leader is supposed to do. He turns to a capable leader under his command and goes, you! And I think it was Spears. Spears! Go! Get out there! Get yeah. there! Relieve Lieutenant Tyke! Blah, blah, blah. Right? And it was per. He hated it. But he had to get somebody to remind him, you're not digging a trench anymore. Yeah. You're not leading platoon. You've got more responsibility to the great organization. Yeah, and, and that's that's one of the things that is a is a pitfall first and foremost one is making that transition from impact to influence the other is is you go from um from from a doer to a delegator oh so hard right you go from doer to delegator you go from doer to developer not in terms of developer from a coding standpoint but a developer in terms of people i can almost hear the bobs from office bang office space saying what exactly That's is right. it you do around here? <laughs> I, I, I got people skills. Yeah, <laughs> but but that one of the largest, uh, greatest, I think, uh, pitfalls is is those two things. You know, one making the transition, impact influencer, and then going from doer to delegator, and making sure that you extend yourself through the team instead of doing it yourself. I, I had a conversation with somebody before we had this. And we'll call him Ernie. Ooh, Ernie. 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 And Ernie, smart guy, the Earn Master General, um, I asked him, I said, you know, he'd recently, he'd been a manager before, but, you know, stepped away, went to an individual contributor role, and then went back. And I said, what's the, the number one thing? What was the hardest part of that transition? And he said, the personalities, which I thought was interesting. It took me a second to, to get to where he was going that he said the personalities because he you have to understand the personalities of the individuals you're communicating with mm. because if they don't hear you right they'll create a narrative in their head mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so understanding personalities how they best <clears throat> receive how they best receive information he used the um, example of one individual that will is very intense and if you're not careful this person will burn themselves out Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to nuance that, right? And things like that. The other one I heard was, and this came from a guy we'll call Mike, not my brother. Well, kind of my brother. Um, when he transitioned from firefighter to an officer, lieutenant, he said the number one thing for him was you can't be buddies anymore. Mm-hmm. That he, you know, his crew just sort of, hey, it's Mike, and he's our boss now. Let's let's you know, let's go play whatever. And he said expectation setting with that team that's the advice if he could go back in time and tell young mike look out for this that was the number one thing well then the question is do you want to be liked or do you want to be a leader <laughs> that is absolutely because true leaders leaders are, are not always liked um you know in my nonprofit leadership uh, you know especially in um you know a church setting um leading a, a, a large congregation you're not going to make everyone happy with some of the decisions that you make. Same yeah. thing with, with work or, or even in personal life, right? You, you don't always make everyone happy. I got five kids. You can't make them all happy, right? So If you think leadership is standing on top of the hill and people throwing adulation your way, it absolutely is not. There's a great quote, and I wish I could remember the book it was from, but it was something along the lines. It was about the, being the president of the United States, and it said, no matter what decision the president makes, 
he will piss off between 49 and 51 percent. That's right. That's right. Right, which is just awful. Make it 49 percent in an election year. Yeah, and you 51 call, is call it a win if you get 49. <laughs> and uh, and I thought that was really interesting. Which then it becomes down. You know, my, Randy and I have talked about this. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's about the mission. Mm-hmm. If the people you lead understand what you're doing, and and see you as trustworthy, and believe in the mission, then it doesn't matter whether they like you. They will follow you. There's a big difference between leading effectively and being a friend. And I, and I would say over the years, I have I have followed leaders that I didn't necessarily like. I'd agree with that. Right. I've um, seen you do it. Yeah. No. And, and, and you know, again, when we look at, as we pick up the mantle of leadership, what are some of the steps that we can take as we walk through that? And, and if you if it's your first leadership role, one of the things you can definitely take solace in, take comfort in, or, or take uh, uh, example from is, is who were your role models? Who were the people that were good leaders to you? Hopefully you got one that you can call on. Yeah. And, and what they did for you in times of personal stress, personal accomplishment, personal challenge, what did they do that, uh, that you know, brought brought you the greatest sense of accomplishment, joy, and or comfort from the leaders. So you, you have that to draw on. I, I think the other thing we need to do is be present. In this world of remote working, in this world of Zoom and Teams. You notice and, I'm not agreeing. I'm looking into my eyes. <laughs> like, I am guilty as anybody else is. Is be present. You are there. You are on a one-on-one with somebody, camera on, mic on, attention being paid to the person that you're talking to. And and that matters. Uh, well, Just gonna, showing up matters. It's a big part of it. It's half the battle. It is. Yo, Yo Joe. Joe. That's right. Um, <laughs> 1985 Hasbro trademark. That's so. a big, yeah. yeah, don't want to get sued by Disney. <laughs> I can't tell you how important that is. I, I was on a call today with a, a large software company from the West Coast, way out the West Coast, and nobody turned their... Nobody turned their... Randy's choking on his... What may or something. may not be bourbon. Sorry. First time drinking. I remember no. my first drink. <laughs> but, you know, nobody turned on their camera. And they made the conferencing software. <laughs> you know, I, I like, that's just that's just glorious. You know, I'm sorry. What are you doing? So presence is such a big thing. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking back to my, this is cringeworthy. Cringeworthy. I was 23. Years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. Um, I was leading that team of single moms and one of them was 30 years old and I ancient to a oh, 22 she year was old. so old <laughs> and I was kind of like I mentioned to somebody before Ber- or Ernie before oops um, I was intimidated by her age and at one point I could still remember this moment I said well I am your boss oh and wah, she went wah, wah. <laughs> no she's like Jim I'm aware and yeah. I was like yeah, yeah. The minute you have to declare your authority, you have no you authority. You respect my authority. You, you have no authority. None. Yeah, I yeah. was, I was unhorsed. Your, yes, your influence goes from maybe to zip. Yeah. Um, what, one of the, I think the key things too is as you come into a leadership role, you think it's all about you. You're at the pinnacle, but really, you, you're if you're a successful leader, you you take on more of a service slash servant role, mm. and you say I a lot less often. It is we, we are doing this, even though it's you and your team. It's we, 
us. You can't hear me our, shaking my head. I'm yeah. in total agreement. And and one of the biggest mistakes new leaders make is they make it about me and I and mine. Well, you, you hit on something there. If you're going into a leadership position to feel better about yourself, you're likely to fail. You're, you're going to fail. It is Because yeah. it isn't about you. No. It is about the people you lead. And you said a really important word there, service. Yeah. Leadership is service. And if you don't understand that walking in, you're going to get your hat handed to you. Well, and, and I, th- I think the best way to couch this to, to help, because I'm an eight on the Enneagram scale, which means I'm the challenger. I'm very, yeah, I'm very challenger. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, I have a, I have a very strong will as well. You know, on the, on the Myers-Briggs, it's ESTJ. I'm like the lower left corner of the lower left corner of the lower left corner. It's, you can't get any worse or better. I don't know. I, but anyway, it's it's this thing where I have to consciously tell myself I am a team member and my role on the team is leader. It's not above everybody else. This is my position, right? When you think of it as a team like a quarterback on the field, everybody's got the same uh, uniform on. Everybody's yeah. trying to do the same thing. We all have different responsibilities, but the quarterback's job is to lead the plays. And again, thinking of myself as all I'm simply doing is facilitating these plays to get it done and get the job done is helpful. Um, one of the challenging things for people that are maybe introverted is to be able to step outside that. Mm, right? The comfort zone. Yeah, to step up and 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 again, get to know their people, Find out what makes them tick. We talked a little bit about that. And then sharing your secrets. Like, as an individual contributor, you know the secret sauce. You know how to do that thing. But being able to come in and give it away. Yeah, and you have to be comfortable giving it away. You giving it away. This is the secret on how to do that. This is where you go to find that answer. You, you, as a leader, you are not the hero in this story. Yeah. You are not. You are, I don't know, you're Chewbacca. You're not Luke. Right. right? Right. And and you have to have this, again, a sense that goes beyond yourself. I can tell you just recently, I mean, it, it's a trying time with anything, right? It's end of the year. We're looking for performance evaluation for the people that we lead. We're looking for planning for next year. And through all that, there's all these urgent needs that come up. And the mantle of leadership, as it's referred to, it, it's it gets heavy sometimes. And you can't wuss out. You can't be like, you know, I'm going to check out. It's it's not an easy role to pick up, and, but and, I'll tell you, it's worthwhile. And by check out, I think what you mean is, why isn't this about me? Yeah. Why do I have to care about other people so much? Right. And that, that's one of those difficult parts. You, you said something about the, the servant part again. There's a great story, and I wish I could remember it, and I'm going to butcher it, but essentially a, a team goes on an expedition. They brought along a servant, and he's carrying the water, and he's got the maps, and they would stop, and he'd pull out the maps and say, we're going here, and then the team would get up, and they'd start going again, and the whole bit. And they started running a little bit rolling water. You know, they didn't plan perfectly, and they get angry at the servant, and they fire him, and he leaves. Mm. And then the team finds that they have no water. They don't know where they're going. The maps are gone. <laughs> All the plants died in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right. And, and what they did was a bunch of individual contributors who each had their own specialty decided to got mad at the leader for the failures where that's the leader was the servant, yeah. right? And if you're not prepared to serve, 
when I talk to my people, I say I have two two jobs. It's almost like being a parent. When you're a parent, your job is to love, protect, and provide your child. Mm. Right? That's what you do. Mm. As a leader, you find resources and you move obstacles and you provide opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's your job. None of those had I. Yeah. Right? All of those were focused outward. You know, one of the times too that you can hone your your influence skills is when you're an individual contributor, when you have no one reporting to you directly, yet you wield a large amount of influence. Uh, That's absolutely great. We have a guy, we'll call him Tosh. He is a lot like that. Mm -hmm. If he wanted to, I'm sure he could be a people leader in just about any organization. Mm -hmm. But he has the influence. Mm -hmm. People come to him for for advice. Mm -hmm. When he speaks up, he's knowledgeable. But he doesn't go, you're doing it wrong. He goes, hey, if your goal is X, let me help you move this obstacle. Mm-hmm. Let me give you you know, potential knowledge that can help you. Mm-hmm. And he influences what happens next. And yeah. I, it is wonderful. Well, one of the things as, as a leader, as you step into it, is giving your people development opportunities. And one of them is telling them where to go find the answers, giving them the space and time to go do it. That is, I will tell you what, the number one pitfall, and I did this as an early leader, is move. Let me do it. Let me show you where it's at. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I like using my yeah. ditch digging. You're like, I don't know how to get around this rock. Move. Yeah. And you Let me show see you. the rocks out. You're like, yeah. no, you, you should sit there and go, try hitting the edges. Right. Try getting under it. Try prying. Whatever it is. Yes, it'll take longer. Yes, it's important. But if they don't do it themselves... The value of your act is zero. Yeah, I, I just an example of, of uh, here recently, personally, you know, I took my daughters out to shoot uh, out here on the farm, and they have their great-grandfather's uh, 22. People? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The Be greatest careful. game of all that's time. That's right, that's right. Let me tell you the three Why, girls. Is that why you There's invited me like last weekend? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't come to the farm unless you're behind the gun. Yeah, try not to wear orange. Yeah, it's right. too easy. No, but I, I took the girls out and, and uh, you know, I've told, told them, taught them, walked them through, dry fired the shooting, but to actually tell them, okay, show them this is how you load the rifle, this is how you shoot the rifle, to say, okay, now you do it. And letting them fumble through it. And just talking them through it when they needed it, giving them pointers. At first it was clunky. It was long, took a lot longer than if I would have done it. But now I take great joy to go out there, to ride out there with them and to watch them grab it and just off they go, right? And that's that's where we put our people into leadership development opportunities. When we see a job come up and we're like, you know, I could knock that out in about 15 minutes, but I'm going to give that to somebody else and let them learn that. Yeah, I'm going to give them the opportunity to walk through that. Um, and you see that with... Uh, with in the corporate life as well. So to sum it, don't overmanage. You know, yeah. don't don't come in and, and try to give your people some space. Yeah. That, there's a word for that too, micromanage. Don't do that. Well, they won't develop. The people and here it is is moving from an individual contributor to a to a leader. Motivation is not rocket science. There's ex- external motivation which mm-hmm. is, you know, Either roll up a newspaper and hit them on the nose and say, don't do that again. Or every time they do it, you give them a treat, whether it's money or getting fired, whatever that those external threats are. It means people only do just as much as it takes to get the treat or not to get fired. Right. Right. The other side is that internal motivation, which is 
autonomy, mastery, and engagement, right? And that's the stuff you as a leader want to focus on. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you try to wield power, it goes badly. And you will get C players, D players. It's awful. Yeah. Well, and that's the old adage, too, that uh, uh, B players produce C players. Yeah. A, a players produce, produce A, a players. players. Yeah. James. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, gang, listen. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. All of those things. Festivus for the rest Festivus of us. Festivus for the rest of us. As a matter of fact, right. our next episode might be the airing of the grievances and feats of strength. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Subscription only. Pay-per-view. And, <laughs> and as, a, as a little treat, we are going to include with this podcast a special short video clip of the Randy and Jim Claymation special, uh, or oh, at least a, a preview of it. Uh, <laughs> so look for that as advertised as part of this podcast release. Well, so, Sir Randy, I think we're, we're at the end. Yes, we are. So Merry Christmas to you all out there and individual contributors or leaders. Yes. And we hope you have a happy new year and we will see you in 2022. Yeah, outstanding. I'm Randy Fields. I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys keep keep leading. leading.